0: You're listening to the Bible Chunks read Through Podcast in association with the Limedeem Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 1 Samuel twenty-one one through 24.22, 90 verses today. Then David came to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech came to meet David, trembling, and said to him, Why are you alone and no one with you? And David said to Ahimelech the priest, The king has charged me with a matter and said to me, Let no one know anything of the matter about which I send you and with which I have charged you. I've made an appointment with you, with the young men, for such and such a place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever is here. And the priest answered David, I have no common bread on hand, but there is holy bread, if the young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered the priest, Truly, truly, Women have been kept away from us, always, when I go on an expedition. The vessel of the young men are holy, even when it's an ordinary journey. How much more today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him holy bread, for there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, which is removed from before the Lord to be replaced by hot bread on the day it is taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. His name was Doeg the Edomite, the chief of Saul's herdsmen. Then David said to Ahimelech, Then, have you not here a spear or a sword at hand? For I have brought neither my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you have struck down in the valley of Elah, behold, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it, for there is none but that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it to me. And David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart and was much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he charged his behavior. He changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane. In their hands, and made marks on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle run down his beard. Then Achish said to his servants, Behold, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you've brought this fellow to behave as a madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him, because he became, and he became commander over them. And there were with him about four hundred men. And David went from there to Mizpah of Moab. And he said to the king of Moab, Please, let my father and my mother stay with you, till I know what God will do for me. And he left them with the king of Moab. And they stayed with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Do not remain in the stronghold. Depart and go into the land of Judah. So David departed and went into the forest of Hereth. Now Saul heard that David was discovered and the men who were with him. Saul was sitting at Gibeah under the tamarisk tree on the height of his spear in his hand. And all his servants were standing about him. And Saul said to his servants who stood about him, Hear now, people of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds that all of you have conspired against me? No one discloses to me when my son made a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is sorry for me or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as at this day. Then answered Doeg the Edomite who stood by the servants of Saul. I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions and gave him the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. Then the king sent to summon Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, in all his father's house. The priests who were at Nob, and all of them, came to the king. And Saul said, Hear now, son of Ahitub. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. And Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, in that you have given him bread and a sword, and have inquired of God for him, so that he has risen against me to lie in wait as at this day? Then Ahimelech answered the king, And who among all your servants is so faithful as David? Who is the king's son-in-law and captain over your bodyguard and honored in your house? Is today the first time that I have inquired of God for him? No. Let not the king impute anything to a servant or to all the house of my father, for your servant has known nothing of all this, much or little. And the king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. And the king said to the guard who stood about him, turn and kill the priests of the Lord because their hand also is with David. And they knew that he fled and did not disclose it to me. But the servants of the king would not put out their hand to strike the priests of the Lord. Then the king said to Doeg, you turn and strike the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned and struck down the priests, and he killed on that day 85 persons who wore the linen ephod. And Nob, the city of the priests, he put to the sword. Both men and women, child and infant, ox, donkey, and sheep, he put to the sword. But one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub named Abiathar escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. And David said to Abiathar, I knew on the day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I've occasioned the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me, do not be afraid. For he who seeks my life seeks your life. With me you shall be in safe keeping. Now they told David, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are robbing the the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Behold, we're afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord again, and the Lord answered him, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will give the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines, and brought away their livestock, and struck them with a great blow. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. When Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, had fled to David to Keilah, he had come down with an ephod in his hand. Now it was told Saul that David had come to Keilah, and Saul said, "'God has given him into my hand, for he has shut himself in "'by entering a town that has gates and bars.' "'And Saul summoned all the people to war "'to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. "'David knew that Saul was plotting harm against him. "'And he said to Abiathar the priest, "'Bring the ephod here.' "'Then David said, "'O Lord, the God of Israel, "'your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah "'to destroy the city on my account.' Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord, the God of Israel, please tell your servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Keilah surrender me and my men into the hands of Saul? And the Lord said, They will surrender you. Then David and his men, who were about 600, arose and departed from Keilah, and they went wherever they could go. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Keilah, he gave up the expedition. And David remained in the strongholds in the wilderness, in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God did not give him into his hand. David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life. David was in the wilderness of Ziph at Horish, And Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David at Horish and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Saul, my father, also knows this. And the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Horish, and Jonathan went home. When the, then the Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not David hiding among us in the strongholds of Horish, on the hill of Hakala, which is south of Jeshimon? Now come down, O king, according to all that your hearts desire to come down, and our part shall be to surrender him into the king's hand. And Saul said, May you be blessed by the Lord, for you have had compassion on me. Go, make yet more sure, know and see the place where his foot is and who has seen him there, for it is told me that he is very cunning. See, therefore, and take note of all the lurking places where he hides and come back to me with sure information. Then I will go with you. And if he is in the land, I will search him out among all the thousands of Judah. And they arose and went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Arabah, to the south of Jeshimon. And Saul and his men went to seek him. And David was told. So he went down to the rock and lived in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Maon. Saul went on one side of the mountain, and David and his men on the other side of the mountain. And David was hurrying to get away from Saul. As Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them, a messenger came to Saul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have made a raid against the land. So Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. Therefore the place was called the Rock of Escape. And David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of Engedi. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the wild goats' rocks. And he came to the sheepfolds, by the way, where there was a cave. And Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost part of the cave. And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterward, David's heart struck him, because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my lord the Lord's anointed to put out my hand against him seeing he is the Lord's anointed so David pursued his men with these words and did not per- permit them to attack Saul and Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way afterward David arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul my lord the king and when Saul looked behind him David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage and David said to Saul Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See my father. See the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue, pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you, and see to it, and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. As soon as David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me, and that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safe? So, the, so may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now behold, I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me therefore by the Lord that you will not cut off my offspring after me, and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold." story that we get today. Now, if you remember a few chapters ago, when Saul still had the kingdom, when the Spirit of the Lord was still upon him, God had commissioned Saul to go and fully destroy the Amalekites for the sin that they had committed against Israel in the wilderness. God had told Saul to go to to wipe them completely off the face of the earth as a form of judgment, as as a, a, a smaller flood that God had promised not to flood the whole earth again but he is sending this flood of judgments against the Amalekites and Saul did that incompletely. He spared the best of the cattle and and the the sheep and, and the oxen and God judged him for doing that and he, he spared the king there as well and, and Samuel himself had to put the king to death and yet here in this portion Saul has so devolved into wickedness that he puts an entire village of priests of God to death. Men, women, children, oxen, sheep, all of it. Puts God's own people to death even though he couldn't do it against the enemies of God. He is a wicked man at this point. We have seen him go from having an opportunity just similar to Cain and Abel. When when Cain uh, when, when Cain brought a, a, a less than sacrifice to the Lord, the Lord pleaded with him, if you will do good, won't, won't I have compassion on you? Won't I do good to you? You still have a chance, but sin is creeping at your door. You have to rule over it, and don't let it rule over you. And Saul has let that sin rule over him, and he has devolved, and he's becoming more like Pharaoh. He's becoming more like one of these wicked kings that the Lord has judged already. And as David is growing in power, as he goes into the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines say, isn't this the king of Israel? And then he is forced to behave like a madman so they don't put him to death. People are recognizing that David is the king of Israel, the true king of Israel. And by the end of this story, even Saul now recognizes that David is the true king of Israel. And he pleads after David spares his life, he acts righteously instead of wickedly. He trusts the Lord rather than uh, taking matters into his own hand. Instead of killing Saul, the anointed of God, he, he preserves Saul and entrusts him to the judgment of the Lord, believing that God will judge. And if David is in God's hands, then even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's difficult, even if it forces him and his men to flee continuously into the rocks and the wilderness and the crags, that the Lord being with him is better than being in comfort without the Lord. And by the end of this story, even Saul himself recognizes that David is the king over Israel, that David will be king over Israel. And he pleads with David, I know that you're the king please don't completely destroy my line. Please don't completely destroy my line. And after this, he goes back home. So he has this brief bout of repentance where he recognizes his own wickedness, another chance for him to turn back to the Lord. And yet we will see that that is not his story. But as we wrap up today, I would ask you to consider what is it that the Lord, uh, that, that God wants you to know about him? in the reading of this story today. What is it about God that this story reveals? What about his character? What about what he wants for us? What is it about the state of humanity that God wants us to know? What is it about your own heart that God wants you to know? And what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading this? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.